Welcome, guys, to Cogs and Magic. This world that I am currently building with the help of you and uh, the other group who has been playing for a month or maybe a month and a half. Uh, I, I'm going to share the map. Uh, you can adjust the size if you go down in the bottom right corner. Uh, and I will share it again if somebody didn't get it. There will also be links to all the maps if somebody is actually listening to our podcast. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, as you can see, uh, the empire that you are in, the empire of the Golden Dawn, it's one huge island, some very small islands around it. And to the east, uh, there is this channel, like the English Channel, uh, and then the continent where there are more empires. Uh, so this empire is based on a Great Britain. Uh, they're mercantile and explorers. Uh, there are other, on the continent, there are uh, empires based on France, uh, Spain, Germany, Austria-Hungary, and probably some of the Slavic countries like Russia and Poland. I haven't really gotten too far into that continent yet. All of these empires, they are the known world. None of them have any colonies. Because there hasn't been anything to colonize. Uh, some 60 years ago, uh, they actually discovered uh, a new continent. And they call that the Uncharted Territories. So adventurers have been going there uh, to explore. Um, they have brought back riches and uh, stories of strange monsters and strange people. Um, and of course, all the uh, the empires are wanting to go and explore that continent, but being huge bureaucratic empires, <laughs> things takes time. So uh, the adventurers have uh, uh, made the Explorers Guild. So at the moment, the empires aren't exploring, but the adventurers are. Uh, but they do get letters from their the empire that they come from, uh, claiming that so they can claim land in the name of their emperor or empress. Um, so far, uh, there hasn't been much land claiming, because it's one thing to claim the land, but you have to hold it as well. So uh, you are located in the capital. It's called uh, Lerkendal or Lurkendal, or how you want to pronounce it. It's uh, is a borough in my hometown. <laughs> Incidentally, where I live. No, it's not where I live. I live in Rosendal, which is the elven city up north. 
and then you have Valentin list. Those are the three major cities. Lycandal is where the Empress lives. She is... Every time people see her, they say that she looks like an 18, 19-year-old girl, but she has been an emperor for at least 60 years. Uh, but everybody is a, is a sort of a hidden or an open secret that she's also an illusionist wizard. So it's probably a persona that she claims. Uh, in Rosendahl, up north, uh, you have the old elven settlement that became one of the largest cities because of the, the forest around it. Uh, they uh, started out making uh, very good bows and arrows, because all the trees are straight, and after a while they also um, supplied masts for ships and stuff like that, so they live on timber. Further to the north you have Dunkraig, which is the El no, it's the Dwarven settlement, with their mineral mines and snow and mountains. Uh, then the smaller cities, you have the city called Batten Hill, which is the home of uh, the Earl Kevin, I'm gonna just make sure I pronounce his last name correctly. Kevin Argoleth. Earl Kevin Argoleth is number one to the throne. So if the Empress dies, uh, he is the one who is taking over. He is getting old, he's a human, he's getting old, and uh, he is known for his uh, for being uh, the best general. Uh, the army ever had. He's also the one uh, creating the soldiers for the army because the army is almost only consisting of warforged. So he builds the army, <laughs> which has made him very rich. I bet. A bit further south, you see Durnthorpe, uh, where Lady or Baroness Helena uh, Dern lives. She is the one who builds almost all the ships for the navy. So she is also filthy rich. And they have this, uh, <laughs> you could almost call it a scheme together, where uh, she builds ships, sends them up to Batten Hill, where they are loading in all the new soldiers, and then they uh, sail them down to Valentin List, which is uh, the... Uh, Navy's headquarters. Uh, Pranthorpe to the south is um, sort of a grey area when it comes to what's there yet, because I haven't really gotten to it. <laughs> so we, we will have to fill out that city. Aurelia in the middle is uh, sort of the crossroads between Valentin List, Lekendal, Pramthorpe, and Tyron Bay. Uh, also sort of a grey area at the moment. Tyron Bay is a city made uh, due to being located on the coast. They have a huge fishing industry. 
which is basically all I have written about that city yet. So there is things to fill out. Uh, there are some ruined cities uh, a bit south of Lerkendal. You can see a ruin on the map, uh, which is an old city uh, that was um, uh, abandoned uh, some 60 years ago because uh, the mountain to the south exploded, Mount Trakar exploded into a big huge volcano uh, 63 years ago and Harrowthorpe as the city was known as was uh, evacuated due to the ash and the debris. And then there is, uh, up in the north, you have Old Neria next to Rosendal, it's also a ruined city. And a bit south of uh, Durnthorpe, you have a place only known as the Old City. Uh, people tend to avoid stopping there. <laughs> it's the path between Valentinlist and Durnthorpe moves straight past the Old City, but nobody ever stops there, because Things happen if you do, or at least oh, rumors. Rumors says that things might happen if you stop there for a night. Uh, might be superstition. It might be true. So the in so the entire peninsula southeast of Lakendal is evacuated. Uh, there might be some people living there still, but uh, due to the volcano and the ash and the debris, uh, no, nobody's farming there anymore or anything like that. Uh, so that's the quick guide of the empire. Uh, you don't have to remember everything at once. I will, I will be your memory <laughs> on this. Uh, so, uh, technology in this world is a bit different than the normal D&D worlds. Uh, you have... Uh, let me just find a timeline... Where is it? My timeline... Uh, 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 uh. It's hidden. There it is, timeline. So, year zero was the uh, rise of the empire when all the kingdoms, the elves and the dwarves and everything, decided that they didn't want to fight anymore. Uh, and the first emperor was Ranholm. He was uh, he was the one who introduced uh, the army and the uh, fleet. And also the goddess, uh, Abalis. And in year 50, the, uh, the church of the goddess was founded uh, by royal decree as the only goddess. There is no other gods but Abalis. And the church of the goddess, they don't even see, say her name. So they only say goddess. So in year 51 to 243, there was the War of Heretics, or War on Heretics. Because <laughs> not everybody was happy with uh, having only one goddess at the moment, uh, all of a sudden. Uh, 
so the 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 church declared victory in 243 but rumor has it that people still worship the pagan gods even today and then in 652 some theologians started debating well the goddess has a name so why can't we say it and they had this huge theological argument which ended in a schism where the church of the goddess split into the church of the goddess and the church of abalis uh, which is the church that Oake, <laughs> that's a nice name the cleric Oake and the uh, paladin Ayelar, is that your name? Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's how you say it. Ayelar. And the last paladin who I just got the name of, uh, Tiffany. You are all members of the church, of the Holy Church of Abalis. Uh, the Holy Church of Abalis has an inquisition that was very hard uh, some thousand years ago going after the heretics, but they have stopped uh, that now uh, And then 800 years or around year 800 the artificers and wizards uh, started creating wondrous items uh, that became normal so you have uh, uh, light orbs in every room uh, you have running water, you have basically everything that we had in our world in around 1880, you will find in this world. But instead of being driven by electricity, it's driven by magic. So if you find something that existed in our world around 1880, it, it probably exists in this world as well. The only exception is firearms. Because uh, with magic, you don't need firearms, is what I think. And 1172, they built the first Warforged. And then uh, there were some more wars. And in 1426, the War Torn, not War Torn, Warforged, sorry, I have written wrong here. The Warforged were uh, given citizenship. They are now uh, members of the population just as an elf or a human or any other race. Uh, and then there was a plague and then second schism where the Holy Church of Abalis uh, debated technology. Uh, so the church's stance was that technology can be good or it can be bad. Uh, and some of the theological theologians, God, my English, I'm Norwegian, yes. Some of them uh, said that it's not the technology, it's the people who are using it that might be good or bad, but this led to another split between the churches. So. The Reformed Church split from the Holy Church of Abalis, and this is now the fastest growing church on the continent. It's still not taken uh, over as the largest church, but it's 
growing fast. And then in 1602 they started uh, building the railroad, which now goes between Lerkendal, Valentinlyst, Rosendal and back to Lerkendal again. Uh, yeah, so that's a quick summary of the history of the Empire. Uh, there will be more history uh, when I have the time to write it. But this is a technologically advanced civilization uh, with magic. So all the magic that you can find in any D&D campaign uh, is here. No, no psionics, but every standard magic is in my campaign. Uh, when it comes to other things, there are three moons. The large one called Era or Area is the one that is closest and it is the one that uh, makes the tides uh, come in and go out. Uh, it's sort of the same size as... No, it's a bit smaller than our moon, but it's a bit closer, so it looks the same size as our moon. And then further away there are two smaller moons. Uh, one is called Kana, and the other one is called Sin. Area, the, uh, the largest moon, is uh, basically the same as our moon in all, uh, all ways. It takes around four weeks between full moons. Uh, it moves at approximately the same speed as our moon, so it's kind of easy to to know how it works. Uh, Kana works uh, a bit different. It, it moves half as fast, so it is full only every eight weeks. And then Xin uh, creeps across the sky, being full only once every half year. And it is also too sm small to spot if it travels across the sun. The other ones, uh, Kana, you can see as a dot when it passes in front of the sun. And area uh, will actually make a uh, it, it will make a total eclipse when it moves across the sun. And once in a while, they are online or in a straight line from the planet and all magic is a lot more powerful at that time and the tides are more severe hi guys this is chris the dm uh what you just heard was me in session zero explaining or describing the world uh as it is uh now and uh, well <laughs> It was probably a bit dull, but I can assure you that this will not continue. It will be more interesting to listen to, but I thought that it would be fun to start the entire thing with uh, describing the world a bit. My next episode, or our next episode, will uh, be uh, the house rules and then uh, the start of the campaign. Uh, which takes place in Cogs and Magic, which is the world that I have built with the help of these players and players in another group that are also playing but are not on the podcast. Until the next episode, 
I might be able to make a Facebook page and some other social media things that you can join. Uh, but if I haven't, then I will do it later uh, because it's only I'm on the last two weeks before my vacation, so <laughs> there is a lot to do at work. Uh, and I, I'm running two campaigns and playing in a third. So um, until the next time, uh, I hope that you will always get a natural 20 when it counts and that you do maximal damage uh, when you have to. Uh, and I hope that you will come back to listen to our adventures in Cogs and Magic in Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition. Uh, yeah, that's it. Uh, thank you for listening and I will hopefully catch you some other time. Bye for now. <laughs>